Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they've built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. Join us every week as we talk ambition, determination, and success with some of the most interesting, powerful women in the Southeast and beyond. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Wealth Edit Wednesday. We are very excited to have Margaret Woodavine with us here on um, this week. I have been wanting to interview Margaret for quite some time, so I'm excited to finally have you. Margaret Margot is a functional, an integrative and functional registered dietitian and nutritionist. Is that Got right? It. You got it. You got it. There's a lot of words there, but I can't wait to hear what all of them mean. And she's also the co-owner of PPW, which I can't wait for you to share with our listeners what that is. And yep. um, anyway, I'm just excited about talking about our conversation today. I think especially around the holidays, we're all moving really, really quickly and not only trying to get in our, our last minute shopping, but a lot of time into the, the year, um, it's stressful. And then with all the food and parties and all the things, I just think this is a wonderful time of the year to stop and really talk about our health and what that means. So Margo, welcome. And thank you for being here today. And why don't you start off with telling us a little bit about you and you know how you got to where you are today. All right. Thank you. And I want to thank you all for having me. I too have been excited about joining so um, I am a, first of all, I am a registered dietitian, uh, nutritionist. You can call me a dietitian nutritionist. They're kind of somewhat, somewhat interchangeable. There's some licensing, uh, you know, in there that I won't get into detail for our sake of time today. Uh, but my, what, my specialty is integrative and functional nutrition. And I have been practicing this type of dietetics for about eight to nine years now, I'm probably rounding out. And what I like about it is it truly is the integration of Western and Eastern medicine. So it's looking at conditions, sometimes just through a different lens, maybe, um, you know, taking conventional medicine and taking Eastern medicine and looking at it through both of those lens and coming up with a plan, what I call a treatment plan that is going to be best for my clients. And how I got into this, because this is also going to kind of talk more about the business side of it and, and what we're doing is when I first started working with clients one-on-one, you know, I was kind of in that kind of that more conventional mode where we would just talk about nutrition. Maybe we would talk about physical activity. And I just felt like there was more to it than that. You know, when we're talking about wellness and this is, um, this is definitely becoming more mainstream, but when I was first kind of segueing to this, it wasn't very mainstream and it wasn't looked at that way. And I just knew, just, just doesn't seem right. It can't just be only nutrition. It can't, we can't just be distilled down with wellness, nutrition and physical activity. I'm like, there has to be more to this. And so I, you know, as dietitians, we are required to keep up licensing and we have to have, you know, continuing education. And so I attended a conference and we had a speaker that talked about integrative and functional medicine and nutrition. And I was like, there it is. This is, this is exactly what I have been looking for. This is it. And I just did everything I could to train myself, to get more, you know, to attend more educational sessions, learn about it, study it, look at the research. And I noticed when I started to applying those principles to my clients, it made a huge difference in their outcomes and in their well-being. 
And so what I do as an integrative and functional dietitian is I, of course, look at nutrition. That's a big part of it. Uh, but I also look at physical health. Um, I mean, physical activity. I talk about stress management because we all have stress. It's just how we manage it. I talk about sleep. I will look at hormones and, you know, put together a comprehensive plan. And I also work in conjunction with any physician that my client might be working with if they're seeing an endocrinologist, if they're seeing a cardiologist, or if it's just their PCP and work in conjunction with them to try to have, again, not just that conventional medicine lens, but also that integrative lens. And, and what that might mean different from conventional medicine is truly using nutrition as our first step. So starting with what we put in our mouth, we know the food that we put in our mouth has can really is very powerful and can really change our health outcomes, depending on whatever condition might be going on. Um, it influences our gut health, our brain health, our, our just overall how we feel. And so um, trying to work in conjunction with them. And so that is really where it kind of led me down this road. And then um, what is, let's speed forward a little bit. And, and what, I'm, what we're currently doing with Perfectly Portioned Wellness is we currently see clients one-on-one. -on -one and um, you know, those that are seeking integrated and functional nutrition or medicine come to me. So I, I typically get, you know, most of them are like saying, you're who I want to see. This is what I'm thinking of. And, you know, I've had my own personal health issues. I think we all have our own challenges. And it's, you know, it's really nice to say that, you know, I know I've been through something similar. I know what you mean, uh, but just really trying to make that connection with my clients. And a, a common theme that I was finding, and this is part of the integrative world, is that um, by not addressing our stress levels or by not addressing our sleep habits and physical activity, and physical activity also has lots of different realms. It doesn't just have to be training for a marathon. When I talk about physical activity, I'm talking about movement, just movement within oneself and what does that mean? And then of course, looking at nutrition, and um, I created this uh, program called Four Pillars of Health. So I'm gonna start talking about that. And those four pillars of health are again, physical activity, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. And we are putting together a program that's gonna be launching in early of 2022 that we're gonna be addressing this with individuals that really want to put together a more comprehensive wellness plan for themselves and um, just really offer this because Again, I don't think we can distill down our health to just nutrition or physical activity. Or for some of us, we just go see our doctor for that annual physical and you sit with them for 15 minutes and they talk about your labs and then it's like, see you next year. And you may think, wow, my labs look really good, but something's off. I don't feel right. Something doesn't make sense. I, 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 you know, I, I, I need more. I need more time than this. And and I will say that women post 35 and as we get into 40 and 50, you know, menopause starts coming up, hormonal changes start happening. And we're really just Western medicine is not, um, you know, I think we need to be doing more for women when it comes to hormone health. And it's not just taking a pill. I think there's a lot more that can be done. And I do think that menopause needs to be rebranded and looked at in a different way, in a different light. And so I, um, I really love to go down that road. That is something I love. I love working with women. I do work with male clients. Do not want to exclude any of our male listeners potentially. Um, but, you know, hormones, you know, hormone health, gut health, those are things that I, I really like to, and I'm passionate about helping my clients with. And um, I just, just really love the, the work that I do. 
Okay, well, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so many good questions to ask. So sure. one thing that is, and you touched on this a little bit, but maybe can you give us an example of um, how, maybe just going with the hormone theme, like how would a Western and Eastern differ in the way that they mm -hmm. treat something like an imbalance with that? And kind of pair that too with when you're working with the client, do you get an outside lab to do blood work or yep. are you? Yeah. Okay. I do I'd love to hear that. Um, I'm definitely not, as I say this, I, I support Western medicine and I believe in it and it has its place, but I do think sometimes we need to dig a little bit deeper. So, um, if I have a client, so actually I have one right now that I'm working with and she is probably, um, on the precipice of menopause and she is, you know, working with her OBGYN, but just things aren't going the way they go. And typically when you go in there, it's usually going to be looking at medication, maybe. So mm -hmm. when she comes to me, I'm going to be working on foods that will help reduce things like hot flashes that hopefully will blunt some of those um, things that might be causing, you know, symptoms of menopause to become a little bit more worse and then hopefully make that transition a little bit smoother. So there's things mm -hmm. like maca root is a really, really common, commonly used to help reduce hot flashes. Managing your blood sugar is a really, really important thing to helping blunt any sort of menopausal symptoms. Um, it may be as simple as watching what you eat. If you tend to get, you know, hot flashes, I know they can happen any time of the day, but if you get a hot flash in the middle of the night that disrupts your sleep, we might look at what your dinner is like. What are you eating at dinner? What's going on there? And maybe making sure that the blood sugars are being balanced, making sure there's a good, you know, complex carbohydrate, some healthy fat, some healthy protein. We may look at that and just seeing, you know, what can we do to shift those changes? Um, unfortunately, sugar can really have, sugar impacts our health in many, many other ways, but this is one of them. But unfortunately, sugar can also um, make any of those menopausal symptoms uh, a lot worse than if you uh, weren't having sugar at all. Chocolate, unfortunately, and I'm a chocolate lover as well. Chocolate can be part of it. So it's just examining things, looking at what's going on and really taking that magnifying glass and looking at like what's going on here and spending time and listening to them instead of just saying, well, your labs look good and you know, you'll get through it. You'll be okay. It's like, no, we, we need to, we need to really be listening to our, to our clients and our female patients more than, than we might have been doing in the past. That's fascinating. I'm, I'm a big believer in this. My, my children think that I'm a little crazy though, because I always tell them that everything goes back to what they're putting in their mouths. And they're like, I, but I have one that really eats like a four-year-old and she's 17. And I said, mm -hmm. I just know you're going to be like a health food, like yep nut when you grow up I just know it because one day it's going to click <laughs> after all these years of speaking to you but I can see such a, a a big difference in my own personal life and with my mm -hmm. children when um what we're putting in is is mm -hmm. cleaner less sugar you know yes. so I, I'm so excited so uh, what is the process of of working with you or somebody like mm -hmm. you I mean you know you so you call in and say okay I'm not feeling great what is the process yeah like? So I, I get reached out to in different ways. Um, you know, sometimes I'll get somebody a DM on Instagram, good old, I can't believe I'm saying this, but good old fashioned email, um, yeah. <laughs> a good yeah. old fashioned email will come through, um, or, or sometimes, or, you know, or we'll get a phone call, but it's usually through an email or, th or like a message through Instagram or somebody will somehow refer me to somebody's name. You know, I mean, it, it just comes yeah. in, in different, different ways. 
And what I like to do before we set up an appointment is I like to have what I call a discovery call because I want to make sure that what I want to make sure I can meet your needs because there may be things that um, may be a little bit beyond my scope of practice, or I might say, you know, let's get checked out by a cardiologist first. I want you to see a GI first. Let's rule out some things. And then once I know these conditions are ruled out, then we can start diving into nutrition. We can start making these changes. So that, so I typically like a discovery call. And then once we have established that we're a good fit and that we're going to work together and we have our plan, um, then we offer different personalized packages depending on the health goals and, you know, challenges that that person might have. And then again, that's, that's a little bit of a, um, it's a few emails sometimes back and forth, which mm -hmm. might seem a little bit, I, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I like that initial communication because I don't want to make it so automated because I'd like to know what is going on with this particular person before we mm -hmm. start working together. I find that extremely important. Yeah. Okay. So, and then if you find that somebody's a good fit and they're ready to go, is it yeah. like a weekly call or? Yes. Yeah, so we book our appointment and I use a HIPAA compliant platform called Practice Better. And we do all of our communication through this platform. Uh, it's an app that you can download on your phone. It keeps all the all your medical history, all of our communication. We will meet via that platform. So it will be essentially a Zoom call, but it's basically through Practice Better. And we do all of our appointments that way. We'll usually, so I usually book anywhere from three weeks to a month out. And sometimes I have a wait list depending on the time. January, I'm already getting a wait list for January for obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, and then what I like to do is I like to have a quick turnaround. So we'll have an initial meeting, which will last anywhere between an hour and 15, hour to an hour and 15 minutes. And then I create a treatment plan that's personalized based on the conditions, goals, whatever, again, might be going on. And then I typically like to have a quick two-week follow-up because what I find is when I give that treatment plan, there's a lot of questions and I don't want to wait four weeks to six weeks for somebody to be questioning anything. I want them to know, I know what I need to do and I can put this into action and I don't have to wait. I think we've all been in those situations where we're waiting to see the doctor, you know, or you're waiting for those questions to be answered. And I, I just, you know, time is of the essence with my clients. Like we, they usually have been dealing with these conditions for so long that they're just desperate at this point. And I just don't want them to have to wait any longer. So I typically do a quick two week follow-up and then we might start spacing our follow-ups a little bit further. And our follow-ups can vary anywhere from, you know, we might have four follow-ups or we may have five follow-ups. Uh, I typically work with clients anywhere between four to six months. And what I like to do is I do it in stages. So we kind of have our acute stage, which is where we're dealing with things. We may be talking about changing up the diet. We may want to remove foods. We may want to add foods. I might say, I need some more labs. I want to look at more things in depth before we decide really what's the best plan. Um, and then we kind of get into more of a maintenance phase. And I really like to monitor my clients while they're in that maintenance phase. So that way, when they go out into the quote unquote wild, they know exactly what they need to do. My goal is that they leave once they're done working with me is there, they've got about four things that they know that they need to do for their health. That's going to help them feel the best. And um, right now we're also in the process of putting together a monthly, we haven't really come up with a fun name, but we're thinking about like, for lack of a better word, like a support group, because, you know, I think we've all done this. We've signed up for a program or we've started working with somebody and you're really motivated and you have all this, you know, you're super excited, but then six months goes by 
and that motivation kind of wanes. And, and it's really getting that outside support from peers that are going through the same thing that you're going through that really help reinforce that. And sometimes you just need that touchstone with a peer or with myself to help reinforce whatever that we're working on because our modern lifestyle does not make it easy to be healthy. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It's very difficult to maintain health, even though we all have the best intentions it's very difficult. Things happen, life gets in the way. And I really want to reduce that stress and that guilt. And that's kind of about what's going on with this holiday season. Um, I really want to reduce that stress and that guilt and give, and I always say, you know, pats on the back go a long way and give yourself self-compassion and just know that you're doing the best you can. And, and sometimes we, we get off track, but it's okay. We just move back on track when we need to. I've got a question about that, if sure. you don't mind. So I worked with a nutritionist, um, after I had my baby and it was, okay. um, it was in conjuncture with a, a workout program Okay. and I got so fit and I was so happy with that and my body felt good. But I noticed that as I stopped working with them, my, my mental space about food was happier but my body was maybe not as fit. So how do you work with your clients on transitioning from maybe a stricter diet into more of intuitive eating? Mm -hmm. and, and how do you see that, especially around the holidays? I mean, what are, what are some tips there? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, what I, I don't like plans, I guess is what I'm saying, because plans and diets, um, we go on and then we go off. And that's the problem is that we set ourselves up for failure in the future. I, I know so many people that have been successful on a plan. So I, my goal again, is to give you something that's realistic, sustainable, and not cumbersome to follow. Because when we do something like that, and again, it may have worked really great for you. It may have, like you said, your body loved it, but, but, you know, or, you know, or vice versa, you know, whatever the situation is but then it doesn't matter if you can't follow that for life. So I, again, I wanna be very realistic. I, I'm, I'm a real talk dietitian. I'm a realistic dietitian. I have two boys. I know what it's like to come home and start just munching on a bowl of pretzels because I'm starving and I didn't plan for dinner and it's kind of chaotic. I get all of those things. And so I'm very, I'm very realistic. And so when we put ourselves on a very strict plan. I always want to ask, and I ask this of my clients when we start moving in that direction, um, is this realistic to follow? Could you be doing this in a year? And that's really what I want to look at. And so that, that is my approach to it. So I, I do think that plans have their place and I have certainly implemented them with clients, but I call that the acute phase. And again, my goal is to get them to a point that they can enjoy life because I think there's food that feeds the body and then there's food that feeds the soul. And we have to have that healthy balance. Sorry, I was on mute. That is, that's really great. And then I can see that just in my own journey of like, okay, I'm going to buckle down and, and make this happen mm -hmm. now. And then, you know, then, oh yeah, I've reached my goal. And then you take the foot off of, you know, like, you're like, okay, now I'm just kind of doing whatever. And it is, I think, the, the magic is in creating a plan that'll work, you know, forever and just knowing what foods to eat. And um, kind of going back to what you were talking about a little bit earlier about, you know, giving yourself grace as you move forward and the, how fast paced everything is. And we're all juggling so many different things. I know you've got something new in the works and I want you to share about that, but I also want to talk about 
how you've handled the stress of trying to launch something new and balance work and what that feels like. Yes. Um, so I, as I, like Emily had indicated when we first signed on, we've spoken a few times. So this isn't our first time. And I had shared with her, we are launching this program, as I was saying, called Four Pillars of Health. And it's based on the principles that, that I've been talking about. And um, in my mind, this would have launched yesterday, you know, a year ago. And I realized that um, as a business owner, just anybody that's trying to create and put things out there, the pandemic really um, collectively was, it's been, it's been difficult to try to um, put things out there and be creative and create things in the middle of a pandemic. And everybody's had a, their own personal situation. And so I was hoping to launch this comprehensive online nutrition program. Again, last January, we're looking at it. I even think the summer before, and it was just not happening. And it wasn't because the ideas weren't there. It was just, we were in crisis mode. And I think as a hu humanity right now with this pandemic, we've all been in this crisis mode. And I finally had to say, okay, we need to be realistic and kinder. And, and I needed to practice what I preach, show myself self-compassion and realize this is just not the time. This is just not the way it is. And you want, and I wanted to make sure that what I was putting out there was going to benefit, you know, anybody that was signing on and benefit clients. And I finally had to say, this needs to be done right. And if this isn't the right time, then that's okay. And just showing myself, you know, grace, giving myself more grace and giving myself more self-compassion and just say, this is in the time and that's okay. And I do think that and this has been in the media and I'm sure you've seen memes probably about this, but we have all experienced burnout in one way or another. And it could be within professional life. It could be a personal life, but because of the pandemic, it put a lot of stress on us. And, and, and unfortunately, I think it put a lot more stress on women. And, um, and that's just kind of where I was. So I finally, you know, had to say and be honest with myself and talk to my business partner and say, I don't know when this is going to launch. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying dates now because it just, it just wasn't getting there. Um, but having said that, uh, we will be launching because now I can confidently say that and I've kind of come through this and, um, you know, we all live and learn and, and figure things out as we go. And there's, there's no rule book for any of these kinds of things that we are going to be launching our program uh, the first quarter of next year. Um, it's going to be Four Pillars of Health, and this is a group online nutrition program that you can join. It will include uh, each week we are going to introduce a new topic and we are going to be having guest speakers, if you will, and um, to have to come and join as we talk about it. So one week is going to be nutrition. One week is going to be stress management. One week is going to be sleep hygiene and one week is going to be physical activity. It is going to include live group coaching. It's going to include pre-assessments and self-assessments. So kind of starting to see where you are at the beginning of that lesson and then seeing where you are at the end. And uh, we're going to have community. We'll have a private Facebook page. There'll even be a community within the platform that we're going to be launching in. And the idea is to really help individuals transform themselves in a way that they hadn't thought about before. Again, not just, just distilling it down to nutrition because, you know, 
feeling well is not just the absence of disease. You know, we want to thrive. We want to feel good. We want to have the energy to do something. And it's addressing all of those different modalities and looking at stress and stress can be in many different ways. As Emily, as we've discussed, it can be grief. It can be financial stress. I mean, it's not just the day-to-day grind. There can be many reasons why we're stressed. And I will tell you what, and I've seen this firsthand with different clients, stress will kill you and it will take you down. And it doesn't matter how well you're eating and it doesn't matter how much you're exercising, it will take you down. And so we have to be managing our stress because it's going to be there. It's just, how do we manage it? So this is going to be a program that's going to be launched in early spring, but we're also going to be offering, excuse me, or, you know, first quarter, but we're also going to be launching a teaser or a free course that's going to be launched in February that um, individuals can sign up now. It is a self-paced course, but you can also start looking at the four pillars of health and getting an idea of what it is about and more about, is this going to make sense for you? I, I just, you know, the, the word about stress that you just gave is so important. I think women need to hear that loud and clear. You know, we can all um, have these goals for ourselves and for our families and we can push through and all of that is beautiful and wonderful that if we're not managing the stress, we will not be able to accomplish what we want to long-term and Carrie's been along for the ride with the wealth edit, and she sees us constantly balancing that with between what what do we want to do, what oh, can yeah. we realistically do, what do we have to do, and figuring out how to create a path going forward that allows everyone to do so in a way that's healthy and we have felt tremendous pressure, which I think is what the society tells you, you know, oh, you know, we one launch pad. Okay. Now's your time. You know, you've got eight weeks to do this. And Lauren and I had to sit back and say, that's not the direction that we're going in right now. We're not ready for that. We don't have the, the bandwidth to do it, nor do we have, nor do we really actually think it's time to do that. Right. You know, we created the wealth that it, and it's, doing exactly what we had in our minds and we are dreaming and strategizing. And that's where Carrie's so very helpful of thinking through like what's next. And I I can tell you're doing the same with yours. You know, you find something you love that you're passionate about that resonates with others that you want to share because you know it can help. But there's just that constant balance between what can I really do? And then also just the, the world and society telling you, go, 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 you know, push. It's such a hard thing. And not only that, like my mother's keeping my girls this week. We've been out of town for a, a work um, conference. And she said, Emily, I don't know how these girls do it. I mean, there's just, it's nonstop. And I said, I know it breaks my heart, but even in the school systems and with teenagers, it's the same thing. So maybe if we could talk a little bit about maybe some tips and tricks that you have for our listeners and members of how, like, how can we, yeah. what are some tips for dealing with all this stress and the nonstop around us? Yes. I, I think you brought it up and I do think that we are training our children to live in that world. <laughs> and that's also another thing we could probably have another, I'm sure there's somebody else that could comment on this, not just us, but I'm sure we could talk about the overscheduling of activities. Um, I, I will, I want to 
also talk a little bit about this time of year, and then I want to talk more about that, is that something to bring in Eastern medicine, if you will. This time of year, when you look at it from, um, I don't know, a circadian rhythm or just from earth standpoint, nature, that's what I'm trying to say, nature standpoint, this is a hibernation time, you know, especially on our side of the world, this, this hemisphere, the Northern hemisphere, we should really be hibernating. We should be restoring. We should be taking more time for, and I'm using the word should, I, you know, which I don't always like to do, but I'm going to use it in this context. We should be doing all of these things. And what we are really doing is we are ramping up for the next month. I mean, we are just ramping it up. It's, it's um, buying things. It's making sure you have the cookies for the neighbors or your friends. It's getting all the extra little gifts that are not just part of your immediate family, but for somebody else. It's those holiday parties. It's those all the little extras. And when really as humans, this time of year when it's cold and you can see it in nature, they're actually going in and they're hibernating and they're restoring themselves. And we don't allow ourselves to do that. And what ends up happening is by the time we've made it to January, we're exhausted. And so some of the tips that I can give that I can give, and again, these need to be realistic and these need to work for you. And so what I don't want is the stress of you trying to relax. So let's not, let's take that off the table. Do the best you can. Um, sleep, try to prioritize your sleep as much as you can. I realize that for various reasons, some of us have trouble sleeping. Sometimes we wake up at that magic hour at 3 a.m. You're not alone, that happens to everybody. But do your best to get in bed maybe a little bit earlier and give yourself some quality sleep. Allow that time. I want you to say no to what you can say no to. Some things we cannot say no to, but there's no reason that we need to overschedule ourselves. I, I had a client who um, she said that that made the biggest difference in her health is when we were talking about just kind of going through stuff and we started working, we started working together in early November. So I, I, we were kind of coming up on this time of year. And I said, I want you to start saying no more. And she said that was the best thing that she started doing. Um, say no to what you can. Prioritize your sleep. Uh, you know, again, and this is nothing new to, um, and we're hearing about it more and more, journal, meditate, do anything you can to restore yourself. And rest restoration for each of us is different. It could be journaling. Um, I'm a big believer in acupuncture. So for me, it's acupuncture. Um, if exercise is restorative for you, I don't want exercise to stress you out and, and cause inflammation. I want it to be restorative. So make sure you're looking at restorative exercise. Um, if it's talking with a friend, um, you know, these are different modalities that you can start to do to really give yourself some restoration. And that's more what I want you to start focusing on. But the simplest thing that doesn't cost any money or really anything is just trying to get more sleep when you can. And you know what? It's okay to take a nap too. I feel we don't give ourselves allowance to do that. It's okay to say, I don't need to fold that laundry right now. It's not going anywhere. I don't have to do the dishes before I go to bed tonight. There's just so many things that we can do to be kinder to our body. And you know what? When we are kind to our body, our hormones really like it. And when our hormones are happy, we are happy. So <laughs> it's really all connected. Those are, those are wonderful tips. And yeah, I love all of them because they are fairly easy to implement. I think mm -hmm. I've recently been saying no to things just because I've realized that when I'm not home in the evening, it, it things that's where real stress comes from for me. I, you know, if okay. I, you know, working during the day, but wanting to be there with the girls, even if my teenagers are not speaking to me because they're studying or whatever it is. But, you know, it's, I've realized that if I can 
really protects that time during the week that the stress levels in the house for everyone are and you know and that sometimes that's hard because you say no to work things or you know it might be the only time you can see that friend or whatever but just learning you know to say no and and then enjoying the things you say yes to that's where I've come back so I love that And I think that's your non-negotiable. I I like to create non-negotiable. So for you, Emily, that sounds like that might be one of your non-negotiables that you're like, no, this is really important to me. And this is aligned with my goals. And that's important. Yes. Yes. And it, and it, but it it started out just by somebody suggesting to me saying no. And just like, it sounds like it happened with your client. I mean, that really was sometimes you just need somebody to give you permission. And it seems obvious. (laughs) And you do. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, it's also allowed me to see the things that even when I've said no and like really regretted it, like thinking back and saying, I really wish I had had time for that. It's helped me start identifying the things that have gotten out of balance in my life where maybe I'm spending a lot of time, you know, over here doing something that frankly really doesn't bring me a whole lot of joy. But, and as a result, I'm having to say no to something over here. So it's helping me balance that out, which I really appreciate. So it's a wonderful exercise. Um, and I'm sorry, it's getting so loud here. That's but, okay. Uh, I will say, and then we've got to wrap it up, but just, we always ask our our um, speakers, you know, why did you say yes to the wealth edit? Or you know, I think it's important for women to talk about money and, and health and wealth and all the things. Yes. I really, your platform and your philosophy spoke to me. Um, I mean, if we want to just talk about it in the classic sense, I think financial independence for women is probably one of the best, what is so freeing for women. Um, And there's many reasons to that why, and I probably am preaching to the choir. So I think finding wealth and many other facets of your life is important, but from a financial standpoint, I think having that financial independence is um, for women is just so important. I, I don't even, I can't even stress that enough. Um, I agree with your platform. I agree with your mission and I just love everything that you're doing. And I also acknowledge and see the struggle as a business owner. It really spoke to me as what you're trying to do. We're both trying to put out things to the world that can help others. And that's ultimately what we want to do, even if at times it can be challenging for us, but there's a real passion in what you do. And it just really spoke to me. And so that's why I was just thrilled to to be on your podcast today. Thank you, Margaret, for saying that. And we feel the same way. And so if if our listeners want to find you, if they want to know how to connect with you one-on-one or perhaps join the free course that's coming in February, or the four pillars, how do, how do they find you? Perfect, yes. So um, I will give you my Instagram handle. I don't know, is that even right? I think Twitter's the handle, sorry. <laughs> um, so Instagram would be perfectly portioned wellness underscore is how you could find us on Instagram. And I get messaged all the time. So just, you could just message me that way. Uh, and again, the good old fashioned email would be Margo and that's M-A-R-G-O-T at perfectlyportionedwellness.com. You can also find us on our website at perfectlyportionedwellness.com. And when you sign up, 
for um, our emails, we are going to be sending you information kind of saying, hey, this is coming up, be looking for this to launch. We're really mindful about not overloading anybody's inbox because I'm the same way. And so if you sign up for um, to receive our email list or receive updates, we're only going to tell you what you really need to know. So if you want to find out the program, our free kind of like, you know, sneak peek that's launching in February, please sign up there. And then we'll be launching for the more comprehensive uh, one of a kind paid program that's going to be launched in the first quarter. You'll find out there. But if you're ready to just kind of dive in with me one on one, and you need you're ready for it now and don't want to wait um, for that personalized nutrition, you can just uh, reach out to me at um, Margo at perfectlyportionedwellness.com. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.